Welcome back to the Fake Philosophers. You know we've got a we've got a great show for you this week or this today. Uh, we got some. Uh, a, oh, I got another. Um, uh, this episode not brought to you by actually. Oh, let's start with that. Um, um, I will start with that. Thank you for the permission. Um, <laughs> this one goes out to uh, Gettle Air Conditioning. Now, Again. I don't know if we've done get- <laughs> Again. Yes. <laughs> Again. It's going out to Gettle. Again, because damn it, they have another commercial out and it's just awesome. So I would get the recording and if we can in post put it up, that'd be great. But just for the sake of brevity, I'll say this is essentially the the commercial. So this, you know, this, uh, it opens with these two guys talking. It's a radio radio ad. Um, and the one guy's in this very fake Southern accent, but he's going, uh, the guy says to the guy, Hey, uh, w- uh, what are you working on there? He's like, Oh, this is my new concept. It's a, it's a little plane that flies over the house and it looks down with x-rays into your plumbing, finds the clog and shoots a wire down and takes the clog out of the drain. And the guy's like, wow, that's really impressive. So we can do this. And the guy's like, no, but if you do have a plumbing issue, call us and we'll come out and snake your drain. And uh, that was essentially the, the the commercial, and then it goes into the yeah. <laughs> so they're doing plumbing now. So yeah, it was air conditioning. It was well, it's Gettle air conditioning, but they also do plumbing and shit. It's a uh, it's a whole it's a whole thing. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was Gettle. But uh, <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned Gettle, because today, while I was driving home, for the first time, I actually saw a Gettle van. And I try to get a photo of it because it's like the Gettle logo, and then like a a a, a picture of like a kid. It was like a fucking helmet on. It was goofy you're, as shit. And so I tried. You're mess- huh? You're messing with me, right? You're messing with me. No, hundred percent. Okay. This happened today. Did I did did I send this in the messenger? Because this no. literally happened to me a few days ago. Did it? Okay, go no, ahead. No, I continue. swear to God. I'll, I'll tell my. I'll tell mine. You go ahead. Well, yeah, so I saw the van on the freeway, and it was kind of near the 57 where the, the 210 kind of does the curve around the hill. So I was kind of distracted but for driving. <laughs> My safety was <laughs> in, in peril. But no, I was trying to get the photo, and um, and I ended up – I didn't get the fucking photo because I was going to send it in the chat like, these motherfuckers – because it was the goofiest-looking fucking photo of the kid. On the, so you saw it too? No. Yes. So I'm – this has happened – this happened on Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. Um, I'm at my parents' house and across the street, one of their across street neighbors in parks, a Gettle van, uh, to, to, which I assumed was, uh, to, uh, work on the house. Nope. Turns out one of the residents works for Gettle <laughs> and he was parking his service van in the driveway. <laughs> So this whole time, I don't think, I don't know if I ever just didn't notice or if it was brand new or what, but I start freaking out and I took a picture of it from my parents' living room and I'll send it to you guys later. It's pretty, uh, you, so you'll, you'll, is like get all the swift of like air conditioning. Well, do you, Danny, have you never heard of Gettle? No. He doesn't okay. listen to, a, he doesn't listen to AM radio. How could he? Or, or FM radio. No. So Gettle, we've bitched about Gettle a few times on the show. Um, Gettle, Gettle, and Service Champions is the other one. That's just terrible. Sure, I don't. I can't speak to Gettle's like quality of but work. That's not what this is about. That's not what this is. That's about. Not what it's about. Danny, their commercials. You know, like you know, like hard sells versus soft sells. Yeah. So it's a soft <laughs> sell, but it's like annoying. Like I, I know we, all about soft sells because of Mitch. By the way. Sure. Wait, what? 
I know all about soft sells because of you. What? Why? What did I do? Uh, one of the characters you, uh, the character you played in. Oh Fantasy. yeah, yeah. yeah How to shove down your throat with a soft sell? Wow. Learn. Sorry. Continue. Go ahead. Yeah. No. So wow. we, I, I, I listened to one of our episodes where we talked about this recently, Mitch, and I said something and you kind of laughed at it, where it's like, the owner of this company, I forgot his name. We know so much about his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. we shouldn't know. Like, I still know his dog's name is Sadie. <laughs> I know that he he grew up working alongside his father, who worked for Gettle, which is why he wanted to buy. See, why do I know this? Yeah, because <laughs> his commercial so his commercials are like two minutes long. It's a it's a it's a it's a monologue over like this small little kind of bass guitar rift and and it's like two minutes long and they repeat themselves i don't listen to fm radio that much anymore but when i did it would be like every five minutes jesus you hear this guy's voice and it's awful and so today the first time i saw the van and we should bring mitch that neighbor we should bring him on and ask him have, have you met this guy? Yeah. Just purely interview just their work and their like ethics, the history of the company, and and never mention the ads once. Just to give them some like, because I feel like at this point they need some positive advertising. Because holy shit, I mean, yeah. Ugh. Well, because I'm actually kind of curious. I remember there was a commercial. Granted, it was like three years ago when I when I heard it, but the guy, the owner, was talking and he said every job these guys go out on, they take seven photos. And they send it to me for approval. Yeah. And I know this Weird. company is not just like local. It's a pretty big company. Right. And so I, I would love to ask your neighbor, do you send these photos to him? Mm. Do, you even, do you even take these photos? <laughs> Have you even met this man? See, having just, just in the small amount of service, we'll, we'll call them mobile service technicians, guys who just travel around in their work and, and you know, from the few I've met, some in my field, some in others, none of them work that hard. Just <laughs> they do what they have to do. Hundred percent. No, they they do what they have to do. What did you call me for? I want my drain snaked. I'm snaking your yeah. drain, and I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're gonna get we're border on libel here, but no. Here and, and here's the thing too is like every time I do these ads, it's either for Service Champions or Gettle. Um, I get confused as to which one was it. Was it Gettle or Service Champions that did that commercial? But I'm pretty sure the dude talking about his new technology of a plane that flies in the air and can, and can snake your drain from above. And then it's like, wow, we could really do that in the commercial. Wow, can we really do that? No. But if you call us, we'll come out and snake your drain or whatever for, you know. But. That sounds like a Gettle commercial because I remember the Southern voice guy. Okay. I remember okay. him. That's why, yeah, yeah. Because well, he started, tomorrow, he started creating fucking characters. It was the the southern voice yeah. guy. Then there was like the another. Yeah. It was anyway. Yeah, but anyway, thank you. Not brought to you by. Not brought to you. I'll never. <laughs> I will never call Gettle. <laughs> Today's show not brought to you by Anheuser Busch. We can. Uh, yeah, that's another one. But that's another, but for another that's time. That's different. See, Anheuser Busch has some amazing commercials. That's oh, the dude, there's some the commercials are some of the best. So I'm that's saying. So so we can't really criticize them about the commercials because their commercials are pretty fire i'll give them that except for there was one or two that i i could i could roast pretty hard but we'll save that was it 
was it the one where Kendall gives a beer to the cop at that the, was Pepsi? The line? Fuck you! Fuck I you! I knew. <laughs> no, no, that was A Train. Oh. <laughs> a Train. <laughs> no, they did a commercial. Ah, fuck it, we'll talk about it. They did a commercial. <laughs> fuck it, let's talk. Fuck about it. it. We got time to kill. Let's do and it. Has, so no, actually, one of the few, like one of the feedbacks I got from a previous episode is when we were talking, and I pretty much said like, "Fuck Anheuser Busch, they won't get a dime of my money outside the bar." And somebody actually told me, like, I'm very curious to know why you don't like them. Um, and this is one of the Give reasons. Give the people what they want. No, so they did a commercial. I forgot when this was. It was probably around 2014 or 15, if I'm guessing. They did a commercial where it was one of those, like, kind of fast-paced, quick-cuts commercial, kind of like a, a, a rock beat. And I forgot if it was a voiceover if it were, or if it was text, but it's pretty much like, I'm paraphrasing, Hey, all you faggot pussies out there, drink your craft beer, your pumpkin peach bullshit. We're drinking Budweiser. Budweiser's for men. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. They didn't use this language. Yeah. But it was pretty much like, the quote I think was, keep your pumpkin peach ale. I want the yellow suds. It was something like that. And it was very much like throwing in like, fuck craft beer. Which is all fine and dandy if that's where you stand. But within like a month of that commercial being released, Mitch, I'm not sure if you're aware. Danny, you probably know. Goose Island Brewing out of Chicago releases an ad with the same tempo, same kind of upbeat feel, but it was very much like fresh ingredients, craft beer, small company. Goose Island is owned by Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> so one, wow. one week they're releasing fuck all you craft breweries, all you microbreweries, yeah. and then like a week or two later they release a like – Local beer, locally sourced, small business, and I was, and obviously the people in the industry it. were like, "What the f- fuck, no, this right. company?" So, so, so here's the thing: people in the industry were like that. Anheuser Busch, whoever their uh, marketing and demographics people are, fucking geniuses. Yeah, I was just gonna. Oh say no, that. I'm, not, I'm not. Are, I'm not gonna say are, that. Like, yeah, they are playing playing both sides against the middle. They are because they know they know the demographic that drinks Budweiser. Mm-hmm. Primarily, fucking idiots, and they're not going to have the uh, the mental capacity to be like, "Well, well shit, doesn't Anheuser Busch own Goose Island?" Mike, I dare you to take a poll at your bar and 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 see what percentage of regulars know that Goose Island is owned by Budweiser. I don't know how you would phrase that, but I I could tell you right now what it is. Probably two percent. Two percent. Yeah. You go. I'm just saying. No, so so they, don't get me wrong. I, would... I understand. I understand the vast majority of the country <laughs> will watch those two commercials and not see the irony at all. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they yeah. are not aware. I understand that. But as somebody in the industry, I was like, fuck that company. <laughs> you and every craft brewery out there. How do you think the owner of like mm-hmm. Claremont Craft or, or, or No Clue Brew, No Clue Brew is sitting at home watching that thinking, what? Oh, dude. my God. Oh, they're so probably was, laughing their asses off and going, no, so, these guys are fucking geniuses. So, 100%. So, Ninkasi Brewing, which is in Oregon, actually, like, shot their own little commercial making fun of it. And then a lot of small breweries made pumpkin peach ale <laughs> to, as a joke. Like, a lot of breweries did it. Love um, it. I think they one actually called it the Anheuser-Busch pumpkin peach ale, but they spelled I it differently. It. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Anyway. That's hilarious. Not brought to you by Anheuser Busch, too. Not, today's show also not no, brought to you I, by Anheuser Busch. I still stand by my thing because that's genius. That's some oh, genius it is. marketing. No, 
I 100% will agree. See, this is why at the last 4th of July, not this latest 4th of July, but the 4th of July before, I showed up with a 12-pack of Budweiser. Because I was like, you know what? <laughs> That's America. For America. For America. Look, the box is red, white, and blue. The cans are wet, white, and blue. Yeah, but man. we're owned by a European company. It's true. It's true. I was just flipping the camera. There was a, there was a, there was a, a meme last year on 4th of July I saw that said, uh, uh, I'm so American, I piss red, white, and blue. My doctor told me it was colon cancer, but I told him to shut his commie mouth. I saw that <laughs> one. It's uh, a good one. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so anyway, the, the, do, uh, do we do we roll? Do we just jump right into it now? Or oh, yeah, we've been right into it for like the last fifteen minutes. I want to say here, um, I I kind of wanted to talk about something that like kind of hit me hard today. Um, I got hit in the head with a rock. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Sorry. So yeah. let's talk about Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> let's talk about Dwayne Johnson. He hit me pros and cons. Today. Yeah. Uh, no. So I I read an article today. Uh, apparently. Uh, one of my um, my heroes, one of my icons, um, Steve Martin is retiring. No, oh. after oh, from sixty I years, I thought you were about to say he died, and I was going to start. No, crying. no, 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 no. I, I I would be a lot more maybe um, not crying, but I'd be hilarious. Retiring, retiring from what? Uh, acting or just the industry in general? Oh, okay. He's yeah, done. He's, he's going uh, dark. He's going dark. Um, Good. Yeah. See, and, I thought. I thought you were going to say that you heard that Salman Rushdie got stabbed. Oh, no, I did. I did see that, too. That's not, I was like, I thought you were like, oh, okay, let's talk Who? Salman Rushdie. All right. <laughs> Salman Rushdie, he's uh, an author. Oh. Yeah, and he, he, was wrote at... some, he wrote some heinous shit that was, uh, it was, it was, it was pretty anti-Muslim. <laughs> it was, it was, it, was uh, it made a lot of people angry and he's been on like. Uh, hated for a while but he's also a very famous novelist so yeah. but he got stabbed he's making a, a, a this is not steve martin this is salman rushdie not steve martin who can forget steve martin's anti-muslim rants of course <laughs> yeah. yeah he uh he uh was speaking somewhere and some guy rushed the stage and stabbed him a bunch but anyway no sorry back to steve martin yeah uh so yeah uh he's gonna finish up the show on hulu uh, only murders in the building uh, with Mark Short, Selena Gomez, and as soon as that's done, he's done. And just, wow. I just like okay. my heart. My heart kind of broke a little bit because I'm not ready for him to leave. Uh, do you think? Do you think he's leaving at a good time, or is he on his way out? Is he overstayed his welcome, or is he in his prime? Oh, no, I think? mean, God, no. I mean, like the dude's timeless. Like he's been doing it for so long. Like he's he's just, he's just one of those guys that you think he's never going to go away because he's always he, he's always on it. He's, he's never lost it. He's always um, been there, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. off the top and of my head, like, it's not one of his more popular movies, but Sergeant Bilko. I love Sergeant Bilko. Every, like, yeah. Sergeant Bilko, Roxanne, right. they're, they're all great. Dirty um, Rotten Scoundrels. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Bo- the Jerk. Bowfinger. Bowfinger. Bowfinger is a family favorite. It's one that my wife hasn't seen yet, but it's one my family and I quote so often, we're going to have to, like, get her to watch it because that's... It's such a sleeper. If you, anyone watching, if you haven't seen Bowfinger and you know anything about the movie industry, go watch it. It's pretty funny. Uh, Father of the Bride is a fi- uh, family favorite Father of mine. Father of the Bride? One you know, I didn't see the first Cheaper by the Dozen movie. I don't mind it. I liked it. Yeah. Bonnie Hunt's hot. Bonnie Hunt is, is pretty cute. What was the movie, uh, him and Queen Latifah? It was like tearing down the bringing house. Down the bringing house. down the bringing house. Bringing down the house, yeah. yeah. That wasn't bad. Eugene uh, Levy. Did you, did you see The Spanish Prisoner? 
Is that a no, movie title, uh, or are you asking if I saw a guy? No, it's a no, it's a it's a title called the Spanish. I'm pretty sure it's called the Spanish Prisoner. It's it's one of Steve Martin's few serious roles where he just did not play any comic at all. He, Let me double check that that's the name of the movie. He was in a movie called Fuck. Well, it was Claire Danes. It, she it was like called Shop Girl. It might be. I think that's, I. Yeah. Where she was the lead, and like she was having. It was like a romantic drama, and she started dating the older guy, and the older guy was Steve Martin, and he was not funny at all. No, no like, he was like a serious okay. guy. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, so it is the Spanish Prisoner. It's starring this guy that's not Steve Martin, and he gets <laughs> falsely accused of being like an undercover agent or something. I saw it what, like oh. thirty years ago or some shit, but it, it and Steve Martin plays like this guy, this like agent that meets him that like kind of sets him up. So he's kind of the bad guy in it. It's really Whoa. good. Ooh spoiler but hey you know it's the movie was made in goddamn when is this 97 so you know like i said steve martin's been doing this he's been in the industry for 60 years steve martin yeah. has had gray hair for as long as i've been alive yes yeah he, yes he has actually mm-hmm. he's like he's, he was born old just like morgan Freeman. yep i what still remember it, the, uh, was it it was the man with two brains yeah um that i think he still had, did he still have colored hair in that one i, I think he might have been salt and pepper because that was, I, I want to say that was around the same time as My Blue Heaven. Like, yeah. The same, like, couple Which, years. I have that on DVD, and I haven't watched it yet. I've never seen My Blue Heaven. I, I With uh, Rick Moranis, right? Yeah. yeah. You can I tell all this stuff. I haven't seen it yet, and, and so I'm excited to watch it. But, oh my god, so many. All I, I know three is... Am- three Amigos, come on. Yeah. <laughs> all I know is in Father of the Bride 2, he has a midlife crisis and dyes his hair brown. And it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's so that one scene. Yeah. I'm like, that's not you. Uh, It'd be like, Mitch, if you dyed your hair blonde, I'd be like, that's not Mitch. Like, it's so. Cause, it no, but I mean, like, because his hair has been gray blonde. for so long. Gay, 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 surfer boy blonde. <laughs> so, yeah, rest in peace, Man. Steve Martin. <laughs> retire, in peace, retire in peace. I remember retire being peace. a kid. A kid, I think I was in junior high, high school, and I, I watched some documentary about Steve Martin, and it was one of those Dateline, you know, following Steve Martin around. Turns out he's like, he was a poet even. He's like written a lot of, uh, this is before they knew he, before people knew he knew how to play banjo and shit. But like in this documentary, he was like reading some of the poetry he wrote. And it's not like, it's not dark, but it's like serious stuff like he's really like kind of an emotional guy too and it's like wow oh wow that too that too you're wow just all around aren't you most comedians are fantastic too yeah so yeah most comedians are pretty uh dark which i do wild and crazy guys the wild and crazy guys i think he he might hold the record for snl appearances too uh hosting yes he does that's what i mean yeah with Okay, and never actually on the. On yeah, the cast, I remember. I remember in the first uh, when it first started airing, in the first like decade it was on, a lot of people thought he was a cast member, but he was no, just no, there no, so no. often because he he liked dicking around with Dan Aykroyd and and Belushi and Chase yeah. and all those guys that they thought everyone thought he was a cast member and he wasn't. Christopher Walken too got that sometimes. I mean, he, he hosted so many times. People were like, I don't know. And uh, and Walken Walken does have a lot of like notable, memorable sketches. So like you remember him being on it. Yeah, googly eyes. 
Who had googly eyes? <laughs> no, well, I remember I who hurt. was it. I think it was uh, shit. Who was it? There was some guy that was hosting SNL, and it was like his tenth time or something. And it, no, Thanks, it was Tucker. someone. It was someone like. It was someone like Rob Schneider, even though he's been on the cast or something. But it was someone like that, someone of that level of fame. Um, but he had hosted so many times. But they did an opening sketch where the the ones who have done it the most, like welcome them to the club and all that. And Steve Martin was kind of showing him around. And that was Tom Hanks. That was Tom Hanks. I remember that. That was Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Okay. Because okay. like I think Tom Hanks said something like, he'd be like, well, yeah, and he'd be like, so like, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Martin. And Steve Martin was like, <laughs> Mr. Martin. No, no, that bit because Tom Hanks goes to shake his hand. Yeah, that's Steve right. Martin that's right. Looks yeah. at his, he looks at his hand and he's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> he does that like faux like. I'm better than you kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. The only one, the only one who might be close to him and doing that is like Ryan Styles or someone who just does that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. He's great. He's great. All right. Well, RIP Steve Martin's career. Um, in a good way. You know, he wasn't canceled. He uh, quit. It's like <laughs> hey, there's still time. There's still time. He's not done yet. Oh, he's not even dead yet. Once he dies, all the shit's going to come out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> His wife's gonna be like, she beat me with a banjo every night. <laughs> what, really? He beat you with a banjo? No, he hung out by the bed and hit me with those beats every night. And, uh... he, was, he was a wild and crazy guy. <laughs> that should be on his uh... tombstone. <laughs> Buried next to... Uh... Holy sheep. Yeah. No, wait, who, who did it with him? Who did the Wild and Crazy? Was it Dan Aykroyd? No, it was Aykroyd. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Dan Look at our bulges. Dan Aykroyd has my favorite in in Sergeant Bilko. Dan Aykroyd <laughs> has my favorite laugh in Sergeant Bilko. It's a quick little aside thing, but it's Sergeant uh, Dan Aykroyd plays like the the, the colonel or whatever of yeah, the, the whole base, base or whatever. Who's yeah. clueless? Yeah, but yeah. there's this. There's this one little scene. It's a scene open. It's a cold open, and he's in his like Sunday garb with like a flower shirt, and he's watering his. Garden. I like the nightlife. I like to boogie. <laughs> That's it. Yep. It's just a little like he's singing to himself a little bit, so it's like quiet, and it's just off in the di- funniest joke, and that it gets me every time I think about it. It's just funny. I want to say so that funny. was probably. I think Sergeant Bilko was one of Phil Hartman's last movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Danny, we know what his last movie was. Because we talked about it. Do you remember? There's a little Danny, movie do you remember called... his last movie? Was a classic. I... Was it Jingle All it the Way? A... It was Jingle All the Way. Yeah. Oh. Like, I would prefer to go out on Small Soldiers over Jingle All the Way. <laughs> I love Small Soldiers. You know what's oh. awesome is uh, my wife and I have just watched... Because I it was one of the, my family classics, and because I'm showing her all the horse shit I was raised with, um, one of them was the Mike Myers movie. So I married an axe murderer. Love that movie. Love it. Well, Phil Hartman has a cameo in it. He's mm-hmm. the uh, he's uh, the Alcatraz tour guide that used to be a prison guard, and uh, so we're watching his scene. We're laughing, and like I think I paused it, and we we're talking, and I was like, uh, yeah, you know. Phil Hartman. It's kind of ironic that he's in a movie called So I Married an Axe Murderer, but <laughs> didn't what? land. Okay, you know how Phil Hartman died, right? Yep, a heart remember. attack, right? 
No, he got shot in the face and chest by his crazy wife. Oh, that's right. Really? That's yeah, right. I did forget. I, I always, I always just, I always thought it was a heart attack. That's what they want you to think. No, no, no I'm just, <laughs> yeah, no. He, the liberal news has been telling you this lie. No, no, his wife, unfortunately, was very like she had really mixed up and she was in and out of rehab and addicted to a lot of stuff. And one night, she she plugged him twice in the chest, once in the head, and that was it. While oh. he was sleeping. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Said she was good for him. Yeah, sorry, crazy. I'm reading about it. But see, if you knew that, now you know that. Now I'll go back to my joke that I said now, earlier. Yeah, okay, kind now. of ironic that he's in a mood. Okay. Yeah. Well, he was sleeping. Yeah, he was sleeping. Fatally shot him once yeah. between the eyes, once in the throat, and once in the upper chest with a 38. Oh, okay, so. Blah blah blah. Yeah, horrible. Imagine that. Like at the time oh. when that happened, one of the funniest guys in his prime, still like. Yeah, it is prime because he's still just slaying. He's you know doing house guest jingle all the way. Well, you know uh, what? Uh, Sides with, with one. Go, go, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm just trying to appreciate the perspective of the time. Like this guy, and then all of a sudden killed so horribly like that, just insane. But yeah, I was I was gonna say like, and you really guys like that. I mean, we're we as a, a group are kind of different, but guys like that don't are, are really underappreciated. Because if you're a, a comedic actor, even a serious actor. And you can make people hate you so much. <laughs> like every, every role I remember him in, um, Sergeant Bilko, uh, Jingle All the Way. He plays the guy that you fucking hate, and he plays it so well. And there's a certain talent to being so have good you, at what you're doing. Like, have you seen Have you seen House Guest with Sinbad? Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, it's been a long time. Years, yeah. Yes. Okay, that's that's one I haven't seen in years, but I'll go back and rewatch it because. Sinbad's awesome, and Phil Hartman plays his fake friend that has That's him right. over as the house guest. So. I actually have a really funny Sinbad story that I'll tell you guys after this, but yeah. That was out of shit. Go for it. <laughs> um, I've actually met Sinbad uh, at like the weirdest place you would never expect to meet Sinbad. Were you teaching him economics? I was not. Okay. Um, I was on vacation. Uh, I was up at Lake Mojave. We used to go there and boat all that stuff. Love it. And we're, we get there uh, one morning and it's just pissing rain, howling wind, thunder, lightning, the whole thing. Um, so we're just like waiting for the storm to blow through because the storm's there like in the middle of monsoon, monsoon season only lasts for like most 45 minutes and then they're gone. So we're there. We got there around 8 o'clock in the morning. By 9, everything was cleared up. But uh, as soon as the storm blows out, um, everybody that was there getting ready for the day starts like heading out to their boats and coming out of the restaurant and all that. Um, and I see this, I see this guy walking from one of the houseboats, like the rental houseboats up to the, the shop. And I, I, I kind of do one of these. Huh? Huh? Who? I'm like, and I get my dad. I'm like, dad, is it just me? Or does that guy look like a very white Sinbad? <laughs> and he's like, son, that is not, son, that's son. That's Charles Barkley. Leave him alone. And, <laughs> And he goes, Danny, that's 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 not a white Sinbad, that's that's Sinbad. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, the, the camera adds 10 shades. No. Oh, <laughs> no, no, I love it. No, no. Uh, no I, I was just like, it. I was just like, holy shit, like that is Sinbad. And I was like, I, you know, we pass each other on the docks going to and from our boats a couple of times. And, yeah. you know, one of the times I was just like, hey, I, I love your work. Uh, I think you're hilarious. 
Um, I'm one of the people who actually didn't mind Jingle All the Way. <laughs> and he, he chuckled. Um, and he Holy said, shit. I'm... He, said, he said thank you. Um, but apparently he was there. He, he rented a houseboat for his uh, son and his friends. Um, and they just went out, you know, fishing and houseboating. I, I, I heard a quote from Sinbad that I really love about him is that in the same vein that I like Steve Harvey is that he uh, he had some quote that says every time he does a special or does a movie or something like that he does it as if his grandma's in the audience watching or it's that or he invites his grandma to every special so his grandma might be in the audience watching kind of thing um, so it's not it's not whitewash clean but it's cleanish you know it's like you know it's like you know if grandma's there what what can I get away with saying around around grandma I kind of like that I kind of like that Mm-hmm. Mike, do you have a but, Sinbad story? No, I'm just wondering why you lied to him. <laughs> lied to who? Because Sinbad. when you meet somebody, you, you you're polite to them. Like, I lo- I like your work. I actually was one of the ones who who didn't mind Jingle all the way. Oh, brother! I have you on record, Danny, ripping it's apart like Jingle all movie. the way. Yeah. How dare you lie to Sinbad? <laughs> I guess I you can say that I sin bad. All right, I'm um, disconnect Danny. Um. All, right. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, Danny, what is uh, what is Italy in the shape of? A country. Goodbye. Yeah, what's it in the shape of? Uh, it's 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 an amorphous blob. That that okay. that that, that yeah, joke got you. You know, it went over my head earlier too. Whatever. We get, I say the boot, and then you guys just kick me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very, it's very early two thousands joke. It's hilarious. Back in the day of defeat days. Oh, oh, day of defeat. Day of defeat. The 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 good old days, man. Speaking of uh, day of defeat, um, logical fallacies. Um, Good transition. Good transition. Um, <laughs> just, I was gonna just like, butter, just so smooth. I I was gonna like I had a few like topics. I was like, oh, we could do like small whatever. If we want to do a designated episode or something, whatever. But no, that's fuck it. Let's do it. I love it. We've talked about certain. Uh, we've done hypotheticals, what ifs, etc. So we thought we'd talk discuss a logical fallacy. We uh, discussed it a couple weeks ago. We discussed it in the last episode. Um, the yeah, straw we, man. We, 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 we often talk about, it's weird, because we talk about talking with other people. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. And we, like, talk about how we often engage in an argument, what's a healthy way to go about it, what's a constructive way to go about it, and we touch on some of the terms, the argumentative fallacies, right? Is that, Danny, check my grammar there, is that right? Argumentative? Uh, logical fallacies. Logical fallacies. fallacies. Yeah. Uh, Informal what, what, argument fallacy, whatever. Yeah, uh, meta communication is kind of what Ooh. we're doing now about it. Talking about talking. Uh, so we thought, why don't we why don't we have a few episodes where we discuss the actual fallacies? So that way, people who don't know what the fuck we're talking about, they they know where we're, where we stand a little bit. I don't think the internet's ready to see my fallacy. Yet. No, no, you under, underestimate yeah, the internet. You need to sh- you, you need to shave. I need a to lot shave more. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. It is a straw man. <laughs> uh, so, okay, that that was earned. That was earned. Thank you. Right. Uh, redeemed yourself. 
Thank you. But yeah, Mike, Mike had mentioned uh, today we're going to talk straw man. The straw man fallacy. The good old straw man fallacy. Mitch, would you like to um, describe the straw man or would you like me to? Uh, yeah, as per the Wikipedia entry. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not a source, Mitch. <clears throat> it's a collection Fuck of Fuck you, it is. Yeah, it used to be an embarrassment. Now it's heavily regarded. But That's an argument. Uh, but what does it say here? Okay, the impression of refuting an argument, whereas the real subject of this argument was not addressed or refuted, but instead replacing with a false one. Okay, yeah, so someone presents you with an argument. Um, uh, the sky is blue. And uh, the second person comes back with a, a setup that is similar to the argument but not quite the same, and then proceeds to dispute and disprove that similar argument. Um, yeah. Basically setting up a, t a straw man to be attacked and torn down really easily. Mm -hmm. There's That's, a few different examples of this. Yeah, I brought up an article with some examples. Yeah, it's pretty much... You, you did the, the really long, uh, long story of it, but like it's pretty much just misrepresenting the, your opponent's argument. Um. The example I gave multiple times now um, about the mask argument, and again, I'm not taking a stance, just using it as an example, is a lot of people said, when people are like, we should wear masks, it'll help stop the spread of COVID. And a lot of opponents to that would say, masks don't help, or I'm sorry, masks don't stop you from getting sick. So and you're skipping a step there. It's kind of, you're skipping, it's because they say, oh, so you're saying masks protect us. Well, if I wear a mask, it's not going to protect, so that, it's that. Say, so you're sure, sure, sure. But it's like, it's like, it. so yeah, you're, but masks don't protect us, blah, blah, blah. When in reality, the logic behind the mask is that it stops you from spreading your germs, not protecting you from other people's. So the idea when you say masks don't work, masks don't stop us from getting sick, you're now taking the argument, misrepresenting it, and like Mitch said, attacking the new argument criticizing the new argument um and, and it happens like this this article i read today which i have up on my phone gives examples of it and it really happens even on a, a casual scale far too much in my opinion like even in this one the first one was uh if someone says i like chinese food more than pizza then somebody the the person they're talking to says oh so you hate pizza it's like that's not what was all at all said but now they took that statement and, and turned it into a whole new argument. Um, anyway. What, what I've noticed is that I've seen the most examples of the straw man fallacy when I'm talking with people that I agree with. When we're not actually arguing with someone, they're arguing with the hypothetical person. Like, you know, so-and-so would say this, but this and this and this, and they this and this and this. And it's like, uh, you know, I, I've seen it more often rather than in in face-to-face -face because i feel like if it mm. were face-to-face -face, it'd be easy to catch it and say well no that's not what i'm saying kind of thing but and and i think the problem with this one is that it's so it's so easy to let it go and get caught up in it yeah to where absolutely. to where even just to go back to the mask example because it's an easy example then you i've been in this conversation where like someone says it doesn't stop from from getting sick and so then you start to indulge that argument of like, does it though? Do you know? And it's like, that's not even the fucking point, yeah. but you, you get sucked into it so quickly. Exactly. That that's, exactly. You, that's the point though. Like, that's what they want you. It's, it's a bait and switch, essentially. It's mm -hmm. like, now we're going to talk about this because now I've gotten you emotional and now I can put this here and then I can circle back to the original point when you're on your heels. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't even think it's that, that conscious though. I don't think people do it 
with that intention, I I almost I, I don't know this for a fact, but I think sometimes people just do it when they they don't necessarily have a direct argument to the the thing at hand. So then they they come up with this thing, not even consciously, just subconsciously, because yeah, it, it shifts it a little bit in their favor, and they don't have to actually address the issue. It's kind of like um, it's not the same thing, but it's kind of like uh, what aboutisms. You you can't really defend your thing, so the right. whataboutism is a little bit more on the nose. Like people, they they are knowingly now changing the conversation, yeah. but it is kind of in the same vein because now it's like shifting the argument to where I I can't address this, so I'm gonna kind of subconsciously shift it to where now I so we can a, talk. Yeah, there's a like you're, the the two most common forms of, of the straw man fallacy are oversimplifying or over exaggerating, like like and and those th that kind of example of uh people just like what you're talking about not being able to grasp the complexity of the argument and making it super simple and something easy to argue against and burst it the straw man to pieces the mask argument is another example of the straw man where quotes that uh, wikipedia said quoting someone out of context mm. and we see this a lot especially with political commentators where they take phrases terms out of context the whole um uh, accusing trump of saying all the mexicans are rapists is taking his quote out of context and then they built up this whole argument about well trump thinks all mexicans are rapists so let's get rid of this race of this racist um and a million other political commentators and they say things out of context and uh what's the what's the website that does uh is it politico yeah. It might be Politico that like goes through. They basically monitor everything polit political all the time and go through and say this person that said this heinous shit and all that. But yeah, a lot of a lot of straw men in that in that website. I well, even... you can even go on, Danny. Go. You can even say it's happening right now. Um, I can I can you know turn on Fox News and like instead of you know talking about the issue. You know, they'll point to something and say, here's the real issue. And it's so uh, an example is when the, uh, the leak from the Supreme Court happened. You know, they weren't talking about the issue that they were going to overturn Roe v. Wade. They were talking about the leak. Yeah, that I think is more. It's I not think that might be a different fallacy because it's not quite. The I same would say as, it's uh, more of a over. Uh, I'll say it's more. I want to make sure that I don't get it wrong. I'd say it's more of a red herring. Red herring. That's what I was going to say. OK, yeah. um. Very similar, though. Similar, but not yeah. the same. Okay. Intended uh, to be misleading or distracting. That's what. It, okay, yeah, that'd be more of a red herring where it's not like you're okay. you're misrepresenting an argument. You're just you're now almost creating a new so argument to distract from yeah, the okay. other thing. Yeah. Okay. So the other uh, most common, well, those are, in my opinion, the most common examples of red hair of red hair of the straw man fallacies. Mm -hmm. Is uh, yeah, the quotes out of context. I see it all the time, especially. Yeah, with political leaders, but um, the other one I thought was kind of fun. It was called the the defender straw man, um, and this is when uh, when you're in an argument with someone. Let's say we're talking gun control. Uh, me and Mike are debating gun control. I create this. Mike is in favor of more gun control. I'm against it. So what I do is I create this kind of uh, scenario, this viewpoint where Mike represents 
the whole argument. He is the defender of the enforcing more gun control kind of thing. And then I refute him and I beat him in the argument. And then I go on to say, well, look, your, your defender couldn't defend the point. So the whole point is wrong. You know what I mean? It's that kind of, because the defender is bad, the whole argument is bad. It's the, the defender. It's another version of the straw man fallacy. Cause it's like, yeah. look at the straw, literally this guy that I destroyed. Um, there goes the argument. No, yeah, I. That's that. That is really. It's not necessarily a straw man when they do it, but that it's kind of it's funny, but it's a pet. It's kind of a pet peeve of mine. Um, every network does this shit. Um, uh, fuck his name. Uh, Danny Trevor Noah's guy who goes in the field. Uh, Jordan Clepper. Jordan Clepper. He does this. Granted, I think it's funny, but he does it. There's a, there was a guy on Fox that would do this shit. The same thing. My point. They go on the street and they interview people. And what you see is the dumbest fucking people they talk to all day. Right. In reality, right. they right. probably talk to a hundred people and you see five to 10 of them. Yeah. So no, I was just going to say that the man on the street, cause uh, Will Witt does the same kind of thing. He'll interview people at uh, universities and just get the dumbest fucking, and it's mm -hmm. on the other side of it where it's, you know, Trevor Noah, he's the, the right side to Trevor Noah. The no, sure. Thing, and I forgot the guy on Fox news who, who used to do it, but yeah, you, you talk to a um, hundred people. And granted, it's funny. It's hilarious when when it's right. presented. That's why to defend Klepper, it's a comedy. It's a comedy show. But when right. people use it politically, and and you you show the dumbest fucking people, and it's like, see, this is them. And it's like, right. you you exactly. you're not probably showing everybody. Um, That's straw man. So, so it is. Yeah, and I mean, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. <Yeah>. But, <laughs> Yeah, I love it too. I could watch it. I guess I I can't get into it too much, especially watching like the PragerU videos where Will Witt's interviewing people at universities and they're like, you know, these kids are just, they don't read. And mm -hmm. I think it's funny because I think young people are dumb. I think people my age are dumb, but it's still but, funny to me because I can enjoy it. But I know that there's a bunch of people watching it that are just like, oh, this is what they believe. Can you believe that? Did you see that? Yeah. This is, and it's like, it would be like, we, we all, I think the three of us are all intelligent enough where I'm not going to offend either of you, hopefully. But you know when you grew up and you were like in elementary school and it, you're, you're doing the, the reading aloud and it's popcorn reading and everyone knew in that in every class there were two or three kids that you know when they got called on it was going to be a while. Today, <laughs> Junior! I'm not... I wasn't one of them. I'm straight up... No, and I'm not... Yeah, I'm assuming either. you guys were not either. I hated those kids so much. It, but it brought I, me down. Because I always it felt sucked. bad for them because, like, they called on it. Uh, they're like, you know, Trevor. And you get to hear, feel the energy just leave the classroom because you know it was going to be a hard five minutes. Yeah. Listening to this. Looks like we're missing read. recess again. I felt worse for the teachers because they had to pick they, everyone. You have, you have to go around the class. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, so my point is it'd be like if you were in the classroom and the principal walked in uh. while that kid was reading and was like, yeah. oh, everyone in this class reads like that and walks out. Even Fire as a kid, teacher. I'd be like, no, wait, hold on, no. <laughs> Let me read. <laughs> It'd be worse. No, but. Um, but that, yeah. Yeah, and I, the straw man, it, it is, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I've been guilty of it. I think everybody has been guilty oh. of it. Me too, big time. Um, yeah. But when it's so obvious, 
that like because I've gotten into I'm not gonna go into details, but I've gotten into it with people to where like, and and I I'm I'm kind of more keen enough now to to identify it, to where I'm like, hey, I'm gonna argue A, and he's like, oh A, huh? What about B C D? And I'm like, no 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 A, right? And right, he's like right. B C D E. I'm like, Hold, no no A, and they keep going on it, and they actually. Well, what about what about a a point five? Like, no, no, I didn't say nope. a point five. A. I said a. <laughs> and it's 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 interesting. So a lot of times when people get not everyone, but a lot of times when people get called on that. Like, no, those are those are we can talk about those things. But right now we're talking about this. Right. People do get mad because I don't when people. I'm not. I'm not saying I don't. I'm not sure how you guys have taken philosophy when you're in college or whatever. But like when you do take it or you're aware of it. You're aware of it, and if you're not aware of some of these fallacies, and you're called on it, you don't have the understanding to realize what's happening. So when someone says, "No, we're not going to talk about that," it's a different argument. We're talking about this. All of a sudden, it's like, "No, it's the same argument," and they get mad because they think you're trying to like deflect, and it's like, "No," and and so it's really irritating, especially with this one. Um, Yeah. Whereas red herrings, yeah, red herrings are a little more obvious. You're like, "No, that hold on, that's a distraction." Let's stay on topic, but straw mans are very hard, especially if someone doesn't understand it. Yeah, especially when it's a context issue, because mm-hmm. you got to be like, "No, go back. We'll go back farther. We'll go back even farther. Look at the whole thing." Well, if you consider when America was founded, then about yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's frustrating. But I think that's why we, we I wanted to bring these up, and it's like you know we, we have fun talking about all this stuff, and I love the the discussion. But at the same time, we can do another part of this, which is uh, not necessarily educating people because we don't know shit, but more just like, if, hey, don't forget to look out, look out for these things. Look out for these certain things. Look out for the straw mans. Mm-hmm. If you guys can identify them, if those of you listening are in an argument and you can identify the straw man fallacies when they come up, not just from the other people, but from yourself, most importantly, it'll be a, le- a much more consu- uh, constructive discussion. Yeah, and I got to say... Um... Not, not, I don't want to get on a high horse, but like, I remember in college, I took, uh, for my gen ed, I took a, um, it was like critical thinking and argument. I forgot what it was actually called, but it was a critical thinking and argument class. And the class, one semester, literally changed the way I thought. Because um, now, like, things that you couldn't put your finger on, you're now like, oh, wait, okay, that's what, that's why I was getting frustrated that one was, time. That, was this in Vegas? Or was this this is in Vegas. Like, this is in Vegas. Vegas? Okay. I took a, a course similar to that at JP. Uh, What's a general ed course? I'm sure they have, they're everywhere. Yeah. A guy named Charles Brown. It was a Bill does an English class. It was like English, like one B or something like that at JP. Um, and the dude just like opened my eyes, changed changed my major mm-hmm. because of that. And I was just like, oh, so not only is this how you argue, but this is how you write. That's ah! pretty. That's pretty awesome because same here, same kind of like I had it. It was a philosophy class at Chafee as well uh it was a philosophy class uh billed as critical thinking and we covered the argument fallacies in that the professor of that class dr kern he made this really interesting claim he said that before we got into the argument argument argumentative fallacies he said if, if you look at it close enough if you dissect an argument enough there really is no way to make any argument without some form of one of the fallacies it is like it was his his claim was that it's impossible hmm. to make an argument without using one of the fallacies, uh, which always stuck with me. I, for, I forgot all the fallacies, but I you know remember that. Sure. <laughs> well, I I think too when it comes to logical fallacies, it's kind of 
I know um, I have Danny. You guys, to an extent, you take you've done enough improv or at least improv training class to where they say like there's rules to improv. You don't you don't reject. You don't do blah 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 yeah. blah. But yeah. if you're experienced enough and you're playing with someone who's experienced enough, you can yeah. bend the rules a little bit. Yeah, Eddie and, talks about that all the time. Yeah, his, his classes. There. And so yeah. you you can bend the rules a little bit if you're playing with the right people. And I feel with logical fallacies, it's kind of the same that if you understand them enough and you know how to use them, then you can kind of use them to make a point. Not that you're more, more often you're that good. You can disguise them well enough that the other person. There is that it. too, and I'll be I'll be completely <laughs> honest. I am very good at that. I've, I've been um, guilty of that shit. The the episode but. never aired, but Danny, I worked your ass on the Die Hard debate by disguising logical fallacies. Just well, an I FYI. No, I know. <laughs> Knowingly. Yeah, later that later that night, we're all lying in bed like son of a like, bitch. Wait a second, he was full of shit. He um, fallacied um, me, guys. He fallacied me. He fallacied me so, so hard. So there was a. Uh, I'd like to if you guys think of any other um, examples of pretty rampant straw mans because. I heard this claim, and I'd like to know what you think, because mm -hmm. it's very applicable to us being white men in America. Uh, but the oh, Black Lives the Black Lives Matter movement mm -hmm. was largely regarded as a straw man argument, because if you remember, BLM started, really, with the hands up, don't shoot, the, uh, the uh, what's his name, Brown, Michael Brown shooting. Mm -hmm. um, when Michael Brown, in, in, oh my God, I forgot the town. What was the city that... Is it Ohio? Oh, shit. Forgot. Remember his name, though. That's what's important. Anyway, doesn't matter. Go on. Um, black unarmed kid, well, a uh, 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 guy got shot by police, and some eyewitnesses said he was running away and got shot in the back. Um, the coroner report said he was actually shot in the front because he was rushing a cop. Oh, that but, one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone started coming out. You know, the NFL that year came out like some of the teams were walking out with their hands up. Don't shoot hands up. Don't shoot. It was a big thing. And that's when Black Lives Matter, the phrase, the hashtag, the whatever you want to call it, really started. And from what I've noticed was was at that point to the, to the point that it's a political movement. And it is now um, started around that time. And then, you know, you have George Floyd and you have a few other cases, several other a lot of other cases, unfortunately, where yeah. that happens. And BLM has become the Channing argument. And it's one of the reasons why a lot of the more intellectual political people, more intellectual, which I know is pretty rare, quickly say, well, Black Lives Matter in of itself is a straw man because no one is saying that black lives don't matter. We're talking about why is it that disproportionately black men are being shot by the police as opposed to white men. It has nothing to do with whether their lives mattered or not. There's another, there's like what you were talking about, Mike, about it being a more complicated issue, but people are oversimplifying it to being just racism. It's just that black lives don't matter. And that's why it's happening. So that's why BLM is sometimes record, re regarded as a straw man fallacy. What do you guys think? Danny, do you want to go or you want me to? Um, go ahead. I'll go. So, first, I I have never heard of it. I've heard good, solid criticisms of uh, Black Lives Matter. I've never heard of it regarded as a straw man. Um, but to that point, um, I think I I could I could go that I could see what the point is trying to be made with that. But I think. The argument, the, the Black Lives Matter movement was more about when you look up 
statistics and proportions that black people are just killed more often than white people by police officers. And unfortunately, and this is actually not just a, um, a, a black issue. A lot of people are killed unjustified by cops. Um, and I, that doesn't make me anti-cop. I want to make sure that's clear. First and foremost, um, I'm pro cop, but a lot of people are killed by cops um, without justification and not a lot is done. So my understanding of Black Lives Matter was simply saying like a lot of black men are killed by police officers and no one's talking about it at the time. So they're saying we, we matter. Black lives matter. When you say it's a straw man because it's more complicated and they're narrowing it down to one thing, I could counter and say that's a straw man that they're bringing up a point and you're deflecting and changing the conversation. So... I'm not saying one way or another. I think by calling Black Lives Matter a straw man is in itself could be a straw man. Because even even let's take it a step further, and I'm actually straw manning it right now or I'm red herring it, and I'll admit that. I thought you were gonna go, all lives matter is by definition a straw man. Because, because they're taking the original argument. Because when I say, hey Mitch, I had a good day. It doesn't mean you didn't have a good day. It doesn't mean Danny didn't have a good day. It just means I had a good day. So when someone says black lives matter and the response is, wait, all lives matter. No one said all lives don't matter. All they said is black lives matter. That's why I thought you were going with it. Um, okay. No, but, that's, uh, that's, that's smart. Yeah, but so, but so <laughs> the, the, the original argument, though, not to, not to get off the original argument. The original argument, I mean, I, I, will, I will agree that there's a lot more to a lot of these killings than just race. I will agree with that. I think all these killings need to be taken care of case by case. Because I know the Michael Brown one, it took me a minute to remember it, but I remember that there was a lot of gray area of what happened. Um, a lot of people, like as you said, said he was shot running. Some people said he was shot because he turned around and charged the cop. I do remember the coroner said that he was shot in the front. There was a lot of weird shit going on there. Where it's like, okay, hold on. There's a lot of issues going on. With, uh, what was the kid's name? Um, Trayvon Martin, who was killed by Zimmerman. Did I get the name right? Yeah. Rod Zimmerman, yeah. Not Ron Zimmerman. What was his name? Yeah, George? Zimmerman. It was Zimmerman. <laughs> it was Zimmerman. George. George. Yeah. So that, there was a lot to that. Uh, a lot of people were just like, it's racist. And a lot of people were like, that kid was a bad kid. But when you dove into it, there was a lot to it. So I understand the, the, the defense of Black Lives Matter oversimplifies it to being just about the race i understand That's, that argument yeah um but i think the part of the movement was more so not just about one singular thing more about that there is a large amount of black people killed by police officers as a you know as opposed to which, which, white people i mean yeah i do hear you and i do agree that is the intent that it's uh and this is why i fucking hate millennials to no end is because they oversimplify shit and they make it they, they don't think that what they're going to say is going to be taken literally because it's the same shit with the, the defund the police. Okay, we can't just take money away from the police. And they're like, well, okay, obviously we don't mean defund the police. We mean more and more and more and more. But they hold on to the oversimplified mm -hmm. sound bites that carry the message forward. And everyone is just supposed to assume or just know that it's more complicated than that. Here's, the, here's a fact percentage wise, more black, you know, there's 15% of Americans are black but somehow i forget the exact stat somehow that number is the, the number of unarmed civilians killed by cops is way more than that 15 percent. so there's way more black men being killed by cops why is that 
well, it must be because of racism because they, it must be because, uh, the black lives don't matter. So we're saying black lives matter, which is how I perceived that whole movement started. All these black kids are getting killed by cops. It must be because of racism because they're black. Well, I think you're, I, I mean, now we're getting off on the black lives matter argument. Um, I think that is in itself with respect to an oversimplification, an oversimplification of a movement. Um, cause I, I don't get me wrong. I, there, there are definite criticisms I have of black lives matter and their movement, but the beginning of it, I think it, it would be if, if there is a hundred cases of killings, I'm just going to make, I'm making these numbers up now, a hundred, a hundred murders in the course of a year, 50 of them, eh, 60 of them were white people. And, and these are police killings. Again, I'm making these numbers up. 60 of them are white people. Of those 60 cases, and let's say 10 of them are black people. So 60 versus 10. And of those 60 cases, 10 of them were justified killings because the white person attacked. You know, like a white person was violent and they shot him. Of the 10 black people who were killed, one of them was justified killing. So we take those percentages. One out of six of white people were killed justified. One out of 10 black people were killed justified. So you could take the numbers and say, wait a second, of the numbers of people killed by cops, 60 of them were white and only 10 were black. You guys, the numbers don't match, like follow what you're saying. But then when you take percentages and you dive into it, one out of six white people were killed by cops. One or justified, justified kill. One out of 10 black people was justified. So when you break it down, but that's a whole nother, now, now we're straw manning the exact, the yeah, next yeah. argument. I don't mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't mean to derail. I don't mean to derail. I just, I, I've heard that as an example and I believed it at the time and you guys are kind of like, okay, well maybe, uh, no, maybe I, not so much, but I can but, see, so I can I see the thought. I can see the thought process. I think the thought process of black lives matter being in itself a straw man. Right. No, I would but be- uh, you're absolutely, you are right that the all lives matter is very much a straw man as well. Is that, oh, sure. no, you're, 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 because yeah, anyway. Sorry, Danny, do you have anything else? <laughs> um, I mean, you guys kind of both hit it on the head. Um, I, I I am of the mind where, where Mike's kind of coming from, where it started out as like, you're, nobody, nobody, nobody said black lives don't matter. Uh, but again, nobody really had to. The statistics kind of show that that is the case. And that is what these people are trying to say. Based on the statistics, um, uh, as far as straw manning, I mean, yeah, you guys kind of hit it on the head. Whereas the all lives matter movement is also just like probably like the biggest straw man argument uh, of of our time here. Um, can you not do that? I'm talking. Please, sorry, you. my body. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much kind of hit all the points there. I was just, I was caught up in listening to the, uh, to the I, I think discussion. I, I, I think I remember it was one of the political meme posts posted is, uh, it was responding to why BLM was met with such resistance from, uh, the conservative right and cops specifically cops, why it was so met with so much resistance is because then in, in the meme, it had said this because BLM is a straw man attack that we are offended by. You're just assuming that we just believe that, you know, and so that's where that's where I remember reading that, you know, years back and thinking, huh, I, OK, maybe I mean, maybe that I, I could see a cop's point of view on that. It's that no, no, no. It's oversimplifying this as just racism um, and yada, yada, yada. But it's like, 
there's another point of view. Well, so on, so on. Let's let's. Here, so. <laughs> well, Danny, I'll let, I'll let you say your, your thing, and then I'll say my thing. Yeah, I'm I'm curious because the way I took took that scenario, I took it as a challenge from BLM to police forces, saying, "Okay, if you feel this way, prove us wrong, and we'll mm. shut up." But until you do that, and until the numbers even out or stop completely, we have a voice, and we're going to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so hold on. Let's let's. I like this. Let's let's shift. Let's talk about Black Lives Matter. I think it's an interesting conversation. We all have different points of view. I actually like this. So, Mitch, in regard to what you said, I think, and this is very common. I wouldn't say it's a straw man. So now we're, we're going off topic, but I, I I like this conversation. When someone says Black Lives Matter, um, to me, I go, yeah, of course. Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, correct. So <laughs> when someone, and it, it's not just Black Lives Matter, there's a lot of th- like places where this happens to where people almost, I don't, I don't know the right word for it, but it's like by saying Black Lives Matter, it's almost like an intrinsic to some people, a lot of people, obviously, they feel like it's an attack when it's not. And it, I wouldn't call it a straw man in that regard because I don't think they're misrepres—they're not misrepresenting the argument. They're just not understanding it. To where, like, I, th- I remember I was talking to—I think it was my mom. I don't know if someone said, "Hey, we're having a fundraiser for breast cancer," and then the person next to you, dad died of um, prostate cancer, and they got off—they got irritated or offended. They're like, Bre- "Breast cancer? What about prostate cancer?" And it's like no one's saying that prostate cancer doesn't matter. We're just talking about breast cancer. But there is this weird phenomenon, and it's not just with this whole thing. It's a, it's a lot of cases where when, someone's, when someone tries to uplift this one thing, if you're not a part of it, you feel like they're attacking you. Uh, it happens a lot, especially with progressive movements, to where, not to get off topic, but it's, it's, on, it's on the topic kind of, a lot of people who were against gay marriage, for instance, um, they, it wasn't that they, d- they didn't like gays, that they were necessarily homophobic. It was just the fact that when someone said, hey, maybe these people should get married, go gays, because they're not gay, and because they're not part of it, they felt like it was ostracizing them or attacking them in some way, which it's not, but they felt that way. And there's a hundred examples, and that's where with, so- with Black Lives Matter, I think a lot of people felt attacked by it, because it's like they're not hearing their... They're not. They feel like they're not represented in it, so they feel attacked by it. When that's they're not, not the getting case. their participation trophy. Yeah, in a sense, and, and it happens all over the place. It's not just Black Lives Matter, but that's it's a, no, a weird think, thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I don't think that was the case yeah, at all. Hit uh, me. Yeah. At all, but it's uh, with 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 BLM. It was more. It was more accusatory. People didn't feel needed to say Black Lives Matter because, to everyone else, it's assumed. Like what you said. Yes. Yes, they do. Correct. Why are you making a big deal of Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter? Yes, you're assuming. Why would you have to tell me that Black Lives Matter? Well, you must assume that I don't believe Black Lives Matter. So you Mm -hmm. need to tell me that Black Lives Matter. You're assuming that I don't think Black Lives Matter. You are assuming I'm racist. That's where a lot of that resistance so, comes So from. let me ask you. If I came up to you after, you, you came over for a beer, we're all chilling, and I looked at you and I was like, Mitch, my life matters, right? Would you then think that I didn't think you thought up my life mattered? Would you, would you get on the defensive if I said, Mitch, my life matters? 
Um, Honest question. I'd have. No, yeah, no. If you, I, I'd, I'd have questions, but I'd be like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, so Your life same matters. thing. So what? What? What's? Someone says my life matters. Why? Why is there suddenly an insecurity about them? You think they're attacking you? That? That's what I. I I'm honestly, genuinely asking. Like, I. I've never understood that. When I heard Black Lives Matter, I was like, yeah, they do. These people are saying it. Cool. Like, I, I don't. It's it's more like it's more like if you said my life matters, yeah, you know, yeah, you do, and then you made the party about the fact that your life matters, and a cake comes out and it said, hey, Mitch, Mike's life matters, and it's like, okay, no, yeah, I'm not saying that, and then the neighbors start coming over and they're saying, hey, goddamn it, Mitchell, hey, you know Mike's life matters, right? Mike's life fucking matters. We painted it on the street outside his house, uh, you know, just so you know, Mike's life matters. I'm like, what the fuck? I never. Okay, what? Yes. <laughs> I imagine well, Michael well, Scott now. <laughs> it's like, well, your suggestions suggest otherwise. What are you talking about? Well, nine times out of ten, when you insult someone, you're insulting Mike. Are you saying his life doesn't matter? I'm like, God damn it, you know. But <laughs> well, I don't know, Mitch. That sounds like an exaggeration. Perhaps you're straw manning. Hmm? No. Um. <laughs> no, and I, I, I do understand that point. Just. Like we said, statistics showed that certain things, and so people just came out, and 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 this is another topic that we talk about. Like you, you put it perfectly. Defund the police was an inflammatory fucking thing that they didn't really mean make the police go broke, but it was it right. was a, even even Obama actually came out and and, and criticized yep. that phrase. He was like, "That's a stupid phrase." Uh, I'm <laughs> paraphrasing, but so perhaps Black Lives Matter could have been stated better. But I think the reason for the movement and everything, like, I have no problem with. Granted, that's not to say that there's bad faith actors within the movement. I would 100% agree so, with that. But So to be clear, judging intent and judging what people are doing and what they truly believe, it's an honorable cause. If you think mm-hmm. that you and your people are being persecuted, you have the right and you should stand up and defend yourselves. Absolutely. And I, I, I guess I'm agreeing with the part you said where... Maybe this was oversimplified to an easy-to-say chant that can be misheard by a lot of people. And I'll concede and that, yes. So that, I guess that's mainly my point, and it's always my point. It's just, it's just, okay, think about the words you're saying before you say it, or think about how they're going to be heard, not just what you mean and what you're going to assume everyone knows. How about this? If they came out and said, Black Lives Matter 2. 2. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Black Lives Matter as well. As well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then, then everyone's inclusive. Because, because I, I, I had this discussion with with my mother, and it must be a generational thing, Mike. I don't know, um, but she, she, she went the route of you know, you know, all lives matter, and I was just like, well, here, here's the thing, mom, and I broke it down for her. it's like these are people that have you know for their whole lives have felt persecuted, uh, have felt that cops are the enemy. Um, that feel like they're dying more and more uh, based on the statistics. So when you hear Black Lives Matter, do you hear only Black Lives Matter? Or do you hear Black Lives Matter more? And she was like, I just hear Black Lives Matter. And so, so then I said, okay, would it be more helpful to, if they said Black Lives Matter too, or Black Lives Matter as well? And she's like, yes, that would that would make more sense because that would, that would, that would tell me that there's that there's a problem and not just, oh, only Black Lives Matter. And I was like, so, okay, we, we found some middle ground. Yeah, of course. And I had this discussion with someone, and it's such a fucking ridic- ridiculous example. Going into it, I'm going to say <laughs> ridic- ridiculous example. 
I already know Mitch's answer. Danny, have, do you know enough about The Office? Like, have you watched enough of it? I want to say yes, but I don't. I don't know what you're going to bring up. Have so you watched? Um, what's the fuck? The the fun run. Yes. You, the fun run episode. He hits Meredith's car, and the, yeah. and she has rabies, and he does a run. This is a fucking ridiculous example, but it, it connects. Best description, I best, best description <laughs> of the episode ever, yeah. by the way. Just. It connects. So I was talking to somebody about this. This is a guy at the bar who I know, I've known for years, and we were chatting about it, and he was very much like against Black Lives Matter, etc. His argument, and I've heard this argument before, is they're making it about race. It's not about race. Racism isn't a big factor anymore. And so, <laughs> so first of all, my thing is, I don't care what you ha want to protest. If you want to protest it, go do it. As long as you're not hurting anybody, I don't give a fuck what you're protesting. Cool. So that being said, I actually cited this episode. <laughs> the reason being was I, I put it as an example. I was like, this episode, Michael Scott was, was wanting to do this fun run to raise awareness and to try to find a cure for rabies when rabies has already been cured. That was part of the joke in the episode. And so I was like, so with that in mind, with that in mind, similarly, even if in this hypothetical, racism is not a big deal anymore, it's not here, it's not a thing, but we agree it's bad. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, so even if these people are wrong, would you agree that they're at least fighting for a positive thing? Even if they're wrong, even if it's already <laughs> cured, would you agree that, could you, would you concede that they're at least championing a positive thing? At least it's not negative. Yeah, like they're not saying fuck white people, fuck like this. You're at least, you're at least. Can we concede agree that they're at least championing a positive thing? And he was like, okay, yeah, I can see that. And I was like, okay. Minus the bad, the bad faith actors, which I would, I will acknowledge there were some and still are. Minus them. What, what's, what's the issue then? Just let, let them play then. If that's like Michael Scott, let him play. And he did kind of have a moment like, oh, yeah, I guess it's true. But, and then, of course, he came back with, like, the, what about the people who are doing this and that? And I was like, no, no, no. And, and that, then we just kind of. Well, what about the, the Jews, Mike? What about the Jews? <laughs> what what office episode deals with the Muslims? No. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the IT guy. It's a Mindy Kaling episode. I know that one. <laughs> the IT guy no. episode. I love that. There's an episode where a, 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 the guy, he's actually, he's actually chic, right? And he shows up, sheet, but he's yeah, walking yeah. up with a, he, he's Sikh and he, he has a turban on his head and he walks up and they, yeah, turns out, yeah, anyway. Um, I wanted to bring up another point about BLM because I realize I, I, I catch myself doing this all the time. Yeah. Um, and every, I think everyone does in some way. Um, I have a bad habit. It was actually, it was actually an ex-girlfriend that, that uh, pointed it out about me. Um, it's very constructive. It's a very constructive thing. And she pointed out about me because we were discussing at the time, um, uh, uh, representation of women in the Oscars and how many women were nominated for not being, for being directors and stuff. But anyway, she, uh, we were having this argument and we're, we're talking about it and I'm, I'm in the debate and about how, and about near the end, she points out, look, Mitchell, you're assuming everyone thinks as cl uh, the same way you do. When I think of subjects like race and Black Lives Matter and stuff, I believe that things like age, where you grew up, uh, 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 gender, things like that, have way more to do about with you as a person. Whereas 
race, the tone of your skin is as inconsequential as to who you are. Mm. It's just, I mean, you can go out in the sun and get a slightly darker tan. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could, you could be born taller, shorter. The color of your skin means nothing to me. It, it, what, what matters to me is, you know, who you are. And that's great. Not everyone thinks like you, though. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's the whole point that BLM is making. So when I hear the 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 points made to me, Black Lives Matter, the re, the, the resistance we were talking about earlier, the kind of pushback that they got was from that. Of course, Black Lives Matter. Of course, why would you even bring that up? Of course, I agree with you. I'm insulted that you need to point that out to me because I've always believed that. There's. In that, there's the failure to acknowledge the fact that there's a lot of people out there that don't think that way. And they acknowledge that there are statistics that show that race does matter, unfortunately. Exactly. Unfortunately. So, I'm, and I, I think it's awful. But Yeah. So it's it's that thing of where, like, oh my god, I, I just assume everyone thinks and acts the same way as I do. Well, no. That's not that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, trust me, I've, I've changed my mind and I've been open my eyes about a lot of things over the years. Like if you, when I'm 35 now, I look like I'm 50, but I'm 35 and I, Oh God, I have another story. I'm saving that one though about my age. Um, but no, even like from when I was 25 and I thought I got it all figured out till now, just philosophically and, and, and worldview and, and no, yeah, no, I think it's, it's, uh, I like having, so here, here's what I'm going to say. And maybe unless you guys disagree, I'm not going to pull it Eddie. Um, <laughs> We could button on this, but I actually, thoughts. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy these conversations because I don't think anyone in this conversation right now was a bad faith actor. I thought we were all making honest arguments. Danny? It was, it was an easy 200 bucks, man. <laughs> just kidding. I was like, I'm wait, wait, who's getting money? We're getting paid? <laughs> um, Damn it. No, no, but I want to say, like, I... I yeah. To the audience who might think like that we're we're gotten tense, like no, I I thought this was productive and it was good faith conversation because oh, yeah. I know I went on yeah. a rant two weeks ago, I think Danny was on it, where I was talking about bad faith arguments and bad faith conversations, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and I think I dig this shit. I this is the reason why I wanted to start a podcast to begin with was to have this kind of fucking cool conversation. We all um, we all kind of agreed at jump we weren't going to get into the real serious stuff at least initially. And then, you know, the more people Yeah, well, maybe well even later this, we get into more but yeah. Cuz I know we went off topic from the straw man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> the thumb, I like it. We're talking yeah. a, we're talking abortion next. Like what? No, but I think I I I want to make this point cuz to me it's so important. I think Mitch you and I, when we first were conceptualizing this, we were at the brewery, if you remember, and we were kind of chatting. I think yeah. Danny or Eddie came and joined us later. And that's one of the things we had talked about. I'm getting up on my soapbox right now, but I'm happy, right? I liked this conversation, so I'm getting on my soapbox. I like this shit, and I dig it. It's the reason why I wanted to start a podcast was because if I tried having this conversation on Facebook, it would have been yeah, fucking no wildfires after three comments. And so yeah. I liked this, and I just want to say this is I this there needs to be so, more of this, and I liked it. I just want to say what that. I'm hoping. What I love it, I love it. And what I'm hoping for most right now is the people listening, and that everyone listening to this is getting very frustrated with one of us because they're saying shit they completely <laughs> disagree with. Yeah, yeah. And I'm hoping that they listen to the end of this, and I hope that they know. Hold on, how can these guys still be friends? Well, we're not. We're just coworkers. So. <laughs> Uh, 
No, but that's what I keep thinking about. It's like the people listening. Do, are they getting frustrated? It's like, oh, make this point, make that point, whatever. Leave it in the comments and we can... Joking, 100%. 100%. 100%. No, 100%. Seriously, put it in the comments. We'll read that shit. We'll address it. Oh, I'm I'm afraid of another Facebook comment war going on on what... Hey, whatever gets us views. I don't give a shit. Do we have if DMs? It ranks the views, shoot us, shoot us, shoot us in, like, slide into our DMs. Put it there. Uh, mm. If you have... If, you, if, if something in this conversation... Uh, Made you think something, uh, you know. Obviously, not the most horrible thing in the world, but you know, if, if this if this made you have a clear, concise, productive thought, yeah. I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If if your don't thought is to if your don't, I was gonna say if your thought is well, let me tell you something about black people. I'm gonna ask you not to comment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, leave a comment. Don't make it a straw man. Don't make it a red herring. See if you can make a comment or an argument in the comments without meeting one of the fallacies. Let's see. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hashtag fake philosophy. That's comments. your assignment. That's your assignment, philosophers. Your homework. Go ahead, make your argument, but make it about the argument. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. We need to establish what the argument is first, I guess. But... And then, of Black course, Black Lives at... Matter. Of yes. course, at the end Anyone of the day, says... uh, no lives matter. Um, but. <laughs> I mean, that is a very Rick Sanchez way of looking at it. So, so hold on. On that note, it's an often very cynical kind of funny way to kind of just let's let's I'm done talking about it. Let's end it on a joke and be funny about it. So it might have been Peterson that was talking about it because he was quoting some other philosopher, but he was saying Jordan Peterson. The fact. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, no, Pete. Peter. No, that's not his name. Pete Davidson. No, um, <laughs> he was talking about the minute, the minuteness of human life. The fact that even just in the span of the state you live in, how small of an impact you really make, um, apply that to the universal scale. Uh, billions or millions of years, this, this the universe has been around, and you're there for a little blip, and you're so small, and you're whatever. And it's meant to think, oh, wow, really, nothing really matters. But if you look around you, look around uh, all the other lives around you, they matter just as little. <laughs> then in a sense in a sense we all matter just as much it's another way to look at it rather than being cynical be like you know it's all it doesn't matter we're all gonna die anyway it's like you know what i matter very little everyone else around me around me matters very little therefore we all matter the same amount a lot just the same amount but <laughs> that's actually really that's actually a really funny thing to say um thank you i mean like for, for, for peterson to say that Jordan Peterson's a guy that I, I kind of have a lot of disdain for. I don't really buy into his stuff. But he, he does have some gems every now and then. I don't like him either, but he has his gems. He does. Um, his whole philosophy is on people helping themselves and making themselves better. How can you not? But for him, that? He for says, him to say that, like, how minute we are, that nobody matters, then why the fuck should I be listening to you? Well, that was his point, is that he took a core belief and expanded on it and says, this is what some believe, but if this is true, then the opposite is true, too. That, yeah, we don't matter very much, but so does everyone, so we all matter. That's the point he ultimately was making. It's that whole, everyone matters. everybody's a weirdo freak except you, which makes you a weirdo freak. Not me, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that a quote? <laughs> that's, uh, I don't think that that's actually a quote. a quote. That's an Ask a Ninja quote. Okay. Oh, nice. Ask a Ninja, I, I missed that guy. Get, I, I was going to guess Counting Crows. here's a fun here's a fun uh anecdote to go out on i was talking uh to a guy this is actually a true story i'm not just making this up as a (laughs) well you say that you say that every goddamn story dude because a lot of people make shit up i don't 
I, I tell the truth. No, I was talking. But talk God, you say it at every story. Now I'm doubting you. Well, I'm consistent. You have a complex. Did you used to make shit up all the time? Uh, you have like sometimes. a complex on this. Sometimes. I made up a few stories. Okay. Um, all right. No, I was talking about this guy and the whole Kaepernick taking the knee thing. That was what was we were talking about. And this guy was like, I'm so fucking sick of Kaepernick. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. Like, you know, like, here we go. And he's like, I'm so fucking sick of Kaepernick taking this goddamn knee and getting all this attention. And I was like, all right, like, what, what's going on? He's like, oh, no, hold on. He's like, I don't mind Black Lives Matter. I'm for Black Lives Matter. I'm for all that shit. This guy sucks the quarterback. He's second string. And now he wants to do something? <laughs> <laughs> and and oh, I, I laughed because I was like, no matter where you sit on the issue, that's fucking funny. <laughs> that's fucking funny, yeah. I remember them talking about that on the radio when that first was coming. Everyone was like, wait, who? <laughs> yeah, it was, granted, he was, he was kind of half joking, but he's like, this guy was a star for like three years, and now he's yeah. fucking riding the bench, so he's sitting on it during the anthem. Fucking asshole. Like, you could have done this do you all remember the first? Do you remember the first national anthem that he... He didn't take a knee. He, he stayed sat. sitting he sat, at the yeah. bench. And I remember the footage of it. I was in Colorado at the time watching it. And I remember seeing the footage of it. And I remember thinking, looks to me like he didn't notice it was happening. And he just kind of was a <laughs> He was kind of doing this whole, like, yeah, exactly. leaning back. And, and, then, <laughs> and then when they interviewed about him about it afterwards, he was like, oh, shit. Uh, 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 because um, um, what's going on? Uh, police. Yeah, the police, man. And then two months later, he's like, fuck. <laughs> well, you know what? So here, here's actually... Very heavy conversation. Here's a positive note to go on. Not a funny one, right. but a positive one regarding all is this, this shit. Is this a true story? This is a true story. Not my story, by the way. So You might have said this before. I didn't say this before. So Kaepernick, because I didn't know this at first, and, and this is actually a really, it's actually a nice story. So Kaepernick, I actually <laughs> kind of with you where he, maybe he didn't know, even know what the fuck he was doing at first. But so he started just sitting on the bench and even I was kind of irritated by it. Like, dude, really? Um... But so the story went that he met with I the guy's name is eluding me. The he, Navy SEAL. Yes, the Navy SEAL. Yeah. Did the, I forgot that the Navy SEAL played ball or was he just a guy who I uh, think he was just there as a guest or something? Okay, yeah. But so this Navy SEAL was very much also irritated by what Kaepernick was doing. Somehow they got together, him and Kaepernick, and they talked. And from what this is coming from the Navy SEAL's mouth, he said I addressed my issues with him sitting during the national anthem. He told me his issues regarding cops and black lives and blah, 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 blah. And we came to an accord. I understood oh, him. I he understood me. And so it was the Navy SEAL who said, hey, man, look it. I can respect what you're doing, but sitting on the bench is really disrespectful. In the military, when one of our brothers goes down, we take a knee out of respect. How about you, like, don't sit on the bench anymore. How about you take a knee? And I guess Kaepernick was like, oh, wow. that's not a bad approach. And so that's when Kaepernick stopped sitting on the bench and he started taking a knee instead. Wow. Was because instead wow. of, and, and granted, I'm not one of these fucking nationalist guys, but it is kind of, you know, sitting on the bench during, like, it's, come on. But so that's when he talked to this Navy SEAL. They came to an accord and based on the Navy SEAL suggestion, I think he said, if you believe the country is wounded, take a knee in respect for the nation. It was something like that. I got to say, I got to say, if this is true, it is true. It is, it is true. That is fucking. That's fucking blowing me up right now. That's fucking no, yeah. blowing me up. That's that's like realigning the my point of view on it because I did not know that. No, that's and and granted, like I said, I will I will hundred percent agree with anyone when he was sitting on the bench during that shit. I will agree. Fuck that. 
But so, yeah, he met with this guy, and that's when he started taking a knee. Was because he met with this Navy SEAL and got a different perspective on it. And, it, and I was mostly like, that's just, awesome. Mostly just the fact, like, what, what you're talking about, two honest people having a good faith conversation and trying mm-hmm. to find the most constructive way to go about it. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone listening, don't comment, or don't argue in the comments, I should say. Don't argue in the comments, <laughs> but go and talk with people. Talk with people and come from a good point of view. And, yeah. Yeah, and be honest. It's, uh what it's all about all right we're going long fuck we gotta get the fuck out of here ah! <laughs> <laughs> love you eddie love you the eddie. fire shooting at us <laughs> <laughs> all right any all right. last thoughts or are we just I'll getting out of here no nah, uh, fuck it i'm done i'm hot yeah other other notes uh nah. no i'm good I'm let's good. get out of here oh wait no, no no i'm sorry shit there was one i really liked i was gonna say do it I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's worth it. I'm sorry though. There it was. It was also in the. It was in the Wikipedia entry, and I really liked it. And I wanted to bring it up because I never heard this term before, and I really like it. It is the opposite of the straw man fallacy. It's called steel manning. <laughs> what? What you do is when you're arguing with someone. Let's say Mike. Let's say no, 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 not Mike. Danny. Let's say I'm arguing with Danny. Okay. What are we arguing about? Dick uh, size. Danny. Danny and I are arguing about BLM. Okay. And I'm, he's very pro. I'm very, uh, uh, not. anti, I guess you could say uh, not pro. That's like, no. A, an example. <laughs> Danny's saying black lives matter. I'm saying they don't moving on. <laughs> Did I pick the worst example ever? No, no, just the yeah. worst. It was just, I, I got what you're saying. It was funny phrasing. Go on. Sorry, let's, sorry. let's, let's, let's do something a little less intense and a little less heated. Um, Vanilla ice cream is the greatest flavor of ice cream. No, uh, 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 chocolate is the best. Let's say let's say you're saying chocolate is the best flavor of ice cream. Rather than strawmanning, the opposite effect would be I would look at your argument and start helping you build the strongest argument without any fallacies, without any like contradictions or anything. Help you give the best argument to me. And then arguing that point, basically oh. building you up to be a harder opponent. And then if I win or if I can still combat that argument, how does that not make you a, not only a winner, but a stronger winner, even more so. And how, you know, so that was, it was so, very interesting. It's called steel manning. So yeah. is that, I wouldn't even consider that a fallacy. No, it's not. That's what I'm saying. Okay, it's, okay, the, yeah. it's the, it's the opposite side. So that would almost that. be the equivalent if, if, um, Let's say Danny and I we're we're planning to fight each other, and um and I'm actually helping. You spent a month out. to train me. Yeah, no. So I'm helping Danny yeah. work out. I'm getting him the right nutrition. I'm like here, like I'll, I'll help. I'll help you work out, and then we get in the ring and I knock him out. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, I've never heard that phrase yeah. before. I haven't either. Thank you, Wikipedia. But it was uh, I. I kind of love it. So if Danny and I were discussing BLM. And I started suggesting, like, I mean, look at these statistics. 15% of uh, uh, Americans are black, but they somehow account for 30% of the un, uh, unarmed police deaths, right? I mean, how is it that we've only, re- you know, freed slaves 200 years and we expect them to suddenly be on the same playing field as, as whites in America? How is that? You know, <coughs> I start giving him all these strong arguments, non-fallacy arguments. And, and, then, then, and then there comes the, ones. but... <laughs> that you, no, no, you, not even the, not even the butt. But we could say, okay, so that's where we cover. All right, well, let's let's start talking about that first. Let's talk about this, and then yeah, that's interesting because yeah. I, I I'm aware of the concept. I feel yeah. like I may not about serious shit, but like other shit. 
um, when I'm <laughs> Danny, when we're a certain friend of ours, Whistles, that we call him. I feel like we do that to him a lot. All the time. <laughs> all the time. To Corey, well, Mitch. I, Corey. I, we do that yeah, to Corey all Corey. the time. I think I've met Corey. You, you we do that to him all the time. Him. We'll agree with him for 10 minutes, and then all of a sudden take 30 seconds to crush him. <laughs> Steel Manning. That's... I can... I can I can think of a I can think of a real example that we've used in this show is when we were talking about gun control and I because I do this all the time when I talk gun control is I'll bring up examples of how gun control works and uh, it was that one law that was passed in the 90s that required the waiting period um, and ever since then ever since then gun violence has gone down so I'll bring up examples of the other op- of the opposition and and build them up so that way we have a good solid fight and if i could beat that i like that i know it's not about winning and losing but it's a it's for the sake of constructive conversation it's a lot more productive no and that that um this is probably the longest episode we've done so far anyway um that's fine you're welcome and uh but no that's that's actually really interesting because that's like you, you said when you first brought it up i thought it was like a negative but it is a positive if you're like no let me let me let me give yeah. you all your good talking points so I want you to have these talking points, so then right. I'm I'm going to refute it later. That's it. Also very plays into what you talk about how you practice or you have your contingencies for arguments. Mm-hmm. You think of the opposition's arguments and what best argument they'd have for you, so that way you can be better in your arguments or more prepared in your arguments. Yeah. Steel matting. The steel I like man. That. I might have to. to I do to too. Wiki, man of steel. Wiki, wiki that myself. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry. It was going long, but it was that one little point I, I had it written down. I was like, "Oh, they, they're they're probably gonna love this." So no, that's awesome. I, I've never I, I know the concept. I just never heard of it like named before and actually yeah. like codified. That's cool. Like it. All right. On and that note, that hour and thirty minutes. Yeah, we'll we'll get out of here. So. <laughs> All right, Danny. Anything last last words? Danny gets the last it's, word. It's past my bedtime. <laughs>